This is about being a humanitarian and being a human being and, and loving all humans and really standing up and supporting each other and women in particular. Like, I know this is a simplistic view, but if all women would literally unconditionally support each other tomorrow, we <laughs> yes. would rule the world and the world would yes. be a better place. Yes. And we, need, we need to unpack all this crap that we have been taught. It's not one job that we're all fighting for. Let's break through the goddamn door and create our own tables and do what you're doing, do what I'm doing. Welcome to CEO School. We're your hosts, Sanira Madani and Shannon Monson. And we believe that you deserve to have it all. Less than 2% of female founders ever break 1 million in revenue. And we're on a mission to change that. Each week, you'll learn from incredible mentors who have made it to the 2% club, as well as women well on their way, sharing how they've defied the odds so that you can do it too. You're a real business now. Class is officially in session. This episode is sponsored by The Club, a quarterly box and digital monthly community to help you level up in leadership and life. Learn more today at join.theceoschool.co slash the club. Welcome to CEO School, the club. We're so excited to have you guys join us. And today I'm so excited to introduce to you Jill. Jill has truly become a dear friend of mine over the last uh, couple months. Uh, Jill is a winemaker. She is a female winemaker who was inspired to create a wine, not just a wine label, but truly a mission around women supporting women. And her wine is called Teneral Cellars. I'm so excited for her to share her story with you guys today. It's so inspirational. But fun fact is that I think, Jill, you can tell us, I think it's almost 65% or 70% of wine is consumed by women. Uh, yet less than 5% of female winemakers are the ones that are creating the wine that are all consumed by women. And you all know how much wine, cheers, is near and dear to my heart. And so I'm so excited to welcome Jill, who is on a mission to not only change that statistic, but to really just help women level up through wine and through the conversations around wine. And so Teneral Cellars is her wine label. And it's not just a wine that just tastes good. Uh, and trust me, I have tried every single varietal of Jill's wine, but it's a wine with a mission and a really, really strong, powerful mission. And every single quarter, she launches a new label that is focused on empowerment, that is focused on equality, that is focused on all the, all the strong value systems that we hold so close and true to us at CEO School. And so without further ado, I'm so excited to welcome Jill uh, to today's uh, to today's chat. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you, Sanira. I really appreciate being here. And you know what's so exciting is that when I have an opportunity to speak in front of, you know, an amazing collective group of female energy and, and women's empowerment, um, that excites me because it's what really led me to start Teneral Sellers after the murder of George Floyd last year, after seeing everything happening in our country with COVID. I realized that I needed to be part of the solution. And so for me, what that meant was I started to take an introspective look at what was I doing to be a leader 
in the wine industry. And as you mentioned earlier, I was doing my research to find that 67% of all wine is purchased by women, but the industry doesn't reflect its largest customer. I had that statistic right. Oh yes, God, you did. <laughs> you had one right. So there's 10% yeah. female winemakers. Okay. But think about that, 10%, okay? I mean, that's horrible. 0.1% yeah. black winemakers, men and women. But then when you look at female sommeliers make 70 cents to the dollar to their male counterparts, you look at the industry as a whole, and there are very few women in leadership positions and even fewer women of color. And so that just, you know, I couldn't reconcile that in my head. And I realized that, you know, I'm, I played competitive sports growing up and in college. I went to Berkeley. I've always stood up for social justice, gender justice, racial justice. And yet I felt very tamed um, in an industry that is very white, rich, male dominated. And it's an industry that is steep in tradition and it is what it is. But then I started thinking, well, why is it that way? And why should it be that way when, you know, close to 70% of all purchases are made by women? And so, you know, Teneral Sellers was born in October last year. The whole word Teneral, our Dragonfly logo, it really represents that transformation that I needed to make as a person, but also the power of a dragonfly because the dragonfly represents transformation. And the word teneral is when a dragonfly comes out of its cast and its wings are colorless and it can't fly. But literally within a few days, it gets its full color, it spreads its wing and it takes off with amazing power and grace. And so because we're a digital company and that was a little clunky on the scientific terminology, we decided to come up with our own definition of teneral, which is teneral is the act of claiming the power within to transform the world with grit and grace, always being, always becoming. And that always being, always becoming is that transformation. As women, we're always trying to be a better version of ourselves. And I want to be a better version of myself today than yesterday and tomorrow than today. And, and it's that evolution, right? I mean, I, I've learned more in this last year than I've learned in my entire 54 years of living on this earth. And a lot of it is because I'm open to that transformation, right? I mean, with everything happening in the world, I had to take a look at myself as a woman of privilege and looking at everything I've learned and everything I didn't learn. And as I was trying to figure out like the themes to do around women's empowerment and started looking at, you know, a lot of, you know, things that, that popped into my head, like Susan B. Anthony. And then I did a research and I'm like, that's really problematic because there's a whole class and, and race of people that is left out in that. And that's not who we're trying to be. And I want our company to reflect what this country looks like. So diversity, equity, and inclusion is a huge part of Teneral Sellers because we're trying to disrupt the status quo, right? And Sanira, you've done this. I, I, wanna, I wanna question everything we do. Are we, are we building something because it's always been done this way or are we building it because it aligns with who we are? And I think as female leaders, you know, I, I like to look at, and I, I just, I specifically use this word greatness, right? Because women sometimes have a hard time saying I want to win or I want to be great. But the reality is we should be able to operate in our greatness. And for me, that means aligning with my three brains. And we often forget we have three brains. We have our brain, we have our heart brain and our gut brain. And how many times do women not listen to our heart brains and our gut brains? Because somebody else tells us it's, well, it's always been done this way or not been done this way. And so, um, I just felt we had an opportunity and especially with what I learned in COVID early on is people are comfortable buying online and there was more growth in the first eight weeks of COVID than online than in the last 10 years. And so if we could use wine as a conduit for change, 
you know, I want every time you open a bottle of wine for you to be having the necessary conversations to make a world a better place. I want consumers and especially women and like-minded you know, consumers to know that when you are making a purchase, you're doing it with purpose because we have buying power. We have a choice when we make a, a purchase. So if you know that $10 from every three pack is going back to the National Women's Law Center or um, our current Love is Love release is going back to the um, Stonewall Inc. is back initiative, which is creating safe spaces all over this country for uh, transgender people and um, and people who just want to show up in their authentic self. And, uh, you know, so for me, it's an opportunity to really not just talk the talk, but walk the walk and use wine and exceptional sustainable wine as that vehicle to make change. And so I, all I would say to everyone here, because they're all part of CEO school, is for the first time in many years, I feel absolutely aligned with who I was meant to be. And so that I can show up every day in my authentic self and I don't care what comes at me, throw me a punch because I can look at myself in the mirror and know that I am so aligned with who I was meant to be and supposed to be and doing, and, and doing that work every day. And I, and I know scenario, you have a similar path. I mean, you have, you've gone right up against, you know, all the male, the men in, in your industry who all said, no, no, no. And look at you now, 15, 16, 17, 18 billion dollars. I mean, yeah. So tell me no again. Yes. Well, th there's, wow, kudos. I mean, there's so much to unpack here. That I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there's, there's, this, is, this is the passion coming out so fast yes. that I can't help it. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. The best part about my job sometimes is just to sit back and I get to listen and I get to hear that passion firsthand. And I love that energy. I love that passion. And it shows just from like how you speak about why you're doing what you're doing. And there's so much to unpack. So I'm going to try to unpack a few things here because I think some of the things that you said really hit home for me. And I know they're going to hit home for everyone here. You talked about one, having a purpose and really feeling that purpose and what you do every single day. What kind of started in that journey? What led you to decide, Hey, you know, a lot of people want to make an impact. And I, and I love that the impact that you're making is specifically on social justice specifically on inclusion and diversity and having equality in a space that I'm going to assume you were from. And so I'd love to kind of unpack your story a little bit to see sure. how you actually became a female winemaker, because you said less than 10% of winemakers are female. What led you down that path? So I want to unpack that first. And I'm going to take notes for myself because we're going to come back to this three brain principle, which I've never heard. And I'm, you heard it first here at CEO school. And so I am so excited to unpack this. So let's start with your story a little bit of how you even became a winemaker. And I, I am not a winemaker. So I am a wine lover and I'm a CEO and I'm a smart enough woman to have amazing people around me. So I have a great female winemaker around me. I thought early on I wanted to be a winemaker. I can't wrap my head around enough of the science. So I decided to be a professional taster and, um, <laughs> you know, quality control officer. But, but for me, it was able, you know, we have an amazing female winemaker. And so looking back at my journey, it's been very eclectic. I mean, I started in politics. Again, I was an athlete in college first, then um, politics. And then I got recruited to start Special Olympics. And I thought that would be my career because I, I, I always knew I wanted to make a difference in the world, but I didn't know enough about me. And, and, and we'll come back to that in a second, but I, yeah, wait, I stop. Down, I, so you got recruited to start Special Olympics. 
in northern in northern california they were splitting the state oh into you know in college being an athlete i always wanted to volunteer for special olympics but never knew how i could do that then eunice kennedy shriver and sergeant shriver who were the founders decided to split california into two and they started up a program in northern california and through my political days, it was somebody that worked there that thought, oh, well, Jill's a great fundraiser. You know, she can, she'd be great, not even realizing that I was an athlete and that this would absolutely resonate with me. I started up the program. We took over Nevada. I was one of the very first people to do a national cause marketing initiative. There was one national program out of New York before we did this, but I did a campaign with Pacific Bell Wireless that was owned by SBC Wireless. And we did a $20 it's called Give a Little, Get a Lot. You made a $20 donation. You got a free Nokia flip phone. When the, that was like the biggest deal. You got a free pizza from Roundtable Pizza and you got five free video rentals from Blockbuster uh, Video when that was around. And that turned into a $30 million campaign. And I, you know, I love doing the work and I have three children and they grew up with Special Olympics. We traveled around the world and I felt like it was such a gift to our family to be exposed to Special Olympics athletes because some of the you know, I, I remember thinking about all the studies I read that talked about the benefits to the Special Olympics athletes for having this opportunity. But I actually quickly reversed that. And I thought the benefit that my family and that I am getting from being around these athletes who have this unconditional love that they carry with them um, is a, probably one of the biggest gifts that I will have, will ever receive in my life. And my family got that. And so my kids have grown up very open and empathetic to all forms of, you know, disabilities, whether it be physical, whether it be intellectual, but it was really a gift for us. But I also realized it was the most frustrating time in my life. And because I was, they were trying to put me in a box and I didn't know enough about myself. And what I would tell everyone on here is you got to You got to find out more about you. Do a disc assessment, do some kind of analysis to understand who you are, because what I didn't know, I didn't have enough access to people who were entrepreneurs around me that I am wired as an entrepreneur. And so to put me in a corporate environment where I'm supposed to do things in a very structured way, it, it's just, it goes against everything that my instinct tells me to do. Like my instinct says, tell me the goal you want me to achieve and then just let me have at it, knowing that I'm going to do it in a moral and ethical way. But don't tell me I should go step one, two, three, four, because I'm going to use the best skills that I have to get there. And what I realized early on is one of my biggest skill sets is I'm a connector and I'm and I love people. And so when I connect with people, I can just make stuff happen. And I don't know that necessarily in advance, like scenario, we connect and then all of a sudden there's a love fest and we're going to figure out how to do things together. And I want that to um organically happen. I don't want to force that. So just trust me to do that. So I learned through that process that I know I need to make an impact in the world. I know I need to give back, but I all of a sudden felt like I could do probably more outside of nonprofit than inside of nonprofit. But it really wasn't till recently that I did my disc assessment to realize that even though I'm a high D, high I, so high dominant, which is leadership and you know, vision and all of this, and then influence, which is people, that what I'm driven by is my altruism. My altruism bar is through the roof. So some people might be driven by money. I think we literally have the same disc assessment, by the way. Yeah, well, no surprise, funny. no surprise. Yeah, but you know what? But I don't know about you, but my team really appreciates knowing that about me because some people are driven by fame. Some people are driven by money. Some people are driven by all of these. I'm driven by the fact that when I wake up in the morning, I actually believe, and I really do believe this, that I can make a difference in the world. And so when they know that my craziness, that passion and that drive is coming from altruism, 
it helps them understand me better. And we've done this with our whole team and to figure that out. So, um, but I also, that was where I had conflict with my other company, realizing that I couldn't bring my normal voice and my authentic voice because. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more. Cause I know a little bit about this background that really caused you to say, forget it. I'm starting my own. And I think that well, the women I, here would love to, to, to yeah. hear a little bit ab- yeah. about, about that, because I think many people fight every day of what you talked about fitting in the box, right? We're as women, sometimes we are told to fit in a box. Our entire life is to look a certain way, to sit a certain way, to act a certain way, to not speak up a certain way, to just go with the flow of what we're supposed to do. And in every single industry, everything sometimes is how it's supposed to be. And in your industry, in so many things, and there's a, sometimes there is, there's tradition is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with tradition. Um, and you know, but it doesn't always have to be that way. And it takes that first challenger sometimes. And it's such a risk. I really empathize with what you're doing and the risk that you're taking and putting yourself on the line to put yourself out there to say, I'm going to make a change. It's going to be on my back and I can make a difference. That is how we all need to be. So we need, we need Jill every single morning in the mirror, looking at us, telling us that yes, you can. And it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of courage. So tell us about that moment of where you just decided, Hey, I'm going to challenge the status quo. And you know, now this has turned into something so meaningful and so big and so great, but I'd love to kind of unpack that a little bit. Yeah, no, happy to do that. Um, you know, it, it, so, you know, early in, in 2020, I guess, sorry, I'm trying to think like, when did COVID start? (laughs) But no, it seems like so long ago. But it's but, brand new. It's brand new. Yes, yes. So, I, you know, I, I, I was already having frustrations because I felt like my role as one of the two co-founders of another large winery group was if I showed up and I was in a good place and my partner was in a good place. And because of that role, I started to lose my voice, but yet I wasn't really conscious about the fact that I wasn't using my voice as I was comfortable using it. Because when I had used my voice... Um, he's from the UK. He's very chain of command. So it often created conflict between other people in the company. And then seeing the fact that we had two leaders that had very different styles, because I'm very much a co-creator, co-collaborator, collaboration and teamwork. I mean, that's my sports upbringing, being a catcher on a softball team and playing basketball. So we were just constantly having conflict. And so I realized that as any good woman does, like, we're like, oh, well, what's the solution? And so I just started to be more of a cheerleader, but I'm, I, you know, I wasn't meant to be a cheerleader without using my voice. And so all of a sudden COVID hits, things get shut down. I'm getting in a very creative mode because that's my MO, like let's find solutions, let's do all of this. And every great solution I brought to the table because it wasn't one of the guy's ideas was shut down or created conflict. And then George Floyd was murdered. And I, you know, said, we have to we have to make a statement on our three tasting room sites because we have a diversity of investors, a diversity of employees and a diversity of customers. And so I got the team to agree that uh, we could do something. I said, I'll, I'll craft it. I'll, we'll, and then you guys can all approve it because there's four of us on the executive team. So we posted something and then literally within, you know, a half a day, the very next morning, there was an email from our largest investor who was a very rich white man. And it was, the email was to the four of us, but it was only addressed to Jill. You know, how dare you post this political post? This is going to damage me, you know, personally and professionally. And if you don't take it down, I'm going to ask for your resignation. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to hire companies to sue our own companies. And so 
I, you know, tried to appease him to say this was a statement of humanity and we needed to do this. And a few days later, our tasting room manager kept getting hounded by this guy to take the post down. And my partner came to me and said, like, we need to take this down. And I said, okay, I I may be outvoted because I'm one of four votes, but what are we going to say if we take this down? Because we've been literally praised by wine blogs for taking a leadership position. And I said, you, you want a PR nightmare? It's coming if we do this. And so I hung up the phone and I wrote a long email, all the reasons why we shouldn't do this. And, and really focusing on the heart of it, which is we need to stand up for the things that are right. And we need to represent you know, the right thing in the world. So he, in, in his own defense, he did his own research on Black Lives Matter and said, look, there's never been any violence associated with the movement. I want to be on the right side of history. So let's leave it up. However, we're not going to be doing this moving forward and we're not going to be taking a stance on these things. And so it just led me to go back. And that's when I started to take that introspective look scenario. And just to say, I, at the age I am with, I have a son who's married to a black woman. So they're in an interracial marriage. She was really struggling with a lot of the things going on with black lives matter and her brother who, you know, literally had been, you know, challenged by police just for, walking in the neighborhood and, and, and just my own experiences just made me say, I want to be part of the solution. And I know we can use wine as a solution because every great conversation I've ever had has been over a bottle of wine. And every time women gather, wine flows. So why not create a business? Why not rethink what it means to be a wine brand and do it in a way that's meaningful and do it in a way where our, our purchases matter. And so you know, it, it was funny because I had not been thinking about this at all. And it all came out like a, like, like a waterfall. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, <laughs> here it comes. Like, I think things are meant to be. And I had enough training to realize that it was time for me to step into my own leadership role and to do something about what's happening in this world. And now I feel every day that I am absolutely aligned with those three brains that we're talking about. So Oh my goodness. I am so happy that we got to unpack that and to hear your why. I applaud you so much for standing up for something that you believe in, but for standing up for something that's right. Isn't it crazy that we live in a world in business and in politics and everything has to become red tape. And I felt this way in, in even my own company sometimes, like even as I run my own organization, I remember at the time when I think Hillary Clinton was running for office. Okay. So for me, it was never about politics. It was never about politics. It wasn't about the, and, and maybe that was naive of me, you know, the candidates do matter, but it was also the first time in history that I got to see a woman up on that sheet and man, I was going to support that because that is something that is just, that is mission centric to who I am as a human being. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter to me whether she was Republican or Democratic. Like it literally did not matter. And I have gotten so much slack over, so Hillary Clinton had come to Orlando actually, and she was doing her tour. And so I get a call from the mayor's office uh, saying, and we, you know, we're a really, uh, you know, we're like Orlando's sweetheart startup. And so we get really amazing opportunities and we've done a lot for the community as well. Right. So having a voice, um, it's hard sometimes. And I remember when Hillary, she came to town. So we got it. We got a phone call saying Hillary's here and she wants to come visit some female owned businesses. And of course your name came top of mind. She has to come visit fat merchant headquarters. Like she has wow. to come see this. And my team, we, my, my, team literally gets off the phone. They're like, that was Hillary's team. 
they want to come in here tomorrow and we have to do like they have to come tonight and do this whole walkthrough. We need everyone's social security numbers. It was a massive, like it was a security thing that we had to go through. And I remember sitting there uh, being so excited for this opportunity and uh, also having to contemplate, does this work for our brand? And I was like, forget if it works for our brand or not. It's the right thing to do. And if she wants to come see a woman owned business, what, what in Orlando, I want to be that woman owned business in Orlando the actual tour didn't end up happening for like logistical reasons. And she ended up doing this other, this big rally, but she invited me, her team invited me to meet her. And so I got an opportunity to sit face to face, have a conversation with Hillary. It was one of like the most, it was just an incredible experience in my life. And I remember that I posted about it on our social and it's not even like our, our company has like that big of a social or anything. We're a big company, but, and I remember getting an email from, the same people that you're like the exact same type of humans that you're referencing saying you shouldn't be standing up for any politicians. And this is going to look really poorly on our brand that now that you've shown that you have a democratic preference. And I'm like, it's not about right wing or left wing. I am excited to support a woman. I am a woman owned business and I see a female running for office. I will support that. And making that decision felt it's scary and it shouldn't be. We should be able to stand for what is right and not have to worry about the political spectrum or not have to worry about what other people's opinions don't purchase. Honestly, leave, unfollow is what I say, right? Just, we don't want you in the room if you're not gonna stand for the things that are right. This community stands for the things that are right. And I wanna be around women. And that was a huge part of my whole mission for the second company that I was gonna start. I wasn't ever going to be afraid to stand up for what I believe in, for who I believe in, and not ever have to contemplate a post ever again because I feel what I feel. And I want to stand up for all the things that I've been value taught in my life to stand up for, even if it makes me uncomfortable and even if it makes you uncomfortable. And that that was, yeah. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I think more businesses need to show the humanity side of their humans behind those desks and walls and screens. And I really believe in this next generation. I believe in the, the world that we're building here today, Jill, for our daughters and our, our children, that I hope that they're going to live in a world that we don't even have to talk about putting them in a box and that they will always hopefully feel free to be their authentic self without even having to think about whether they should or shouldn't, or even if that, that concept shouldn't even exist, hopefully in my well, I think kids that's generation. the beauty. I mean, the beauty about the younger generation, I mean, obviously my daughter's a lot older than your daughter. My daughter's 28, but she, you know, her generation, they are, they are comfortable speaking out and, and speaking up. And the beautiful thing is, you know, we need to think about as businesses is that that is our future customer. And I know there's a famous Wayne Gretzky quote where he said, you know, he used to pass the puck not to where the not to where his teammate was, but where the teammate was skating to, and that's kind of the definition of disruption. It's like you need to think about where your future customer is. And I know when we first launched, we were featured in two wine enthusiast articles almost out of the uh, out of the box because um, millennials and Gen Z expect companies to take a stance about important issues. First first reason is they they don't believe that government's going to fix things, and so companies have an opportunity to make a difference. And to your point, Sanira, I don't look at it like politics. When I look at, we have a series of belief statements that we started this company around and, you know, and the, you know, five first ones are, are many that you see on, 
on yard signs that shouldn't be political, right? It's science is real, love is love, Black Lives Matter, you know, all humans are legal and women's rights are human rights. And we, when we did our Ruth Bader Ginsburg release that was around, you know, women's rights are human rights, love is love is our current release. And it's interesting because we're a digital company and we run ads and somebody just said, well, why are you, why are you running ads about this? And I said, well, first of all, I don't have a tasting room. So everything we do is advertising. But I said, second, I have owners who are members of the LGBTQ plus community. I have employees, I have advisory board members. So if I'm not loud and proud, what am I saying to them? And, and how am I being a you know, a, so an agent for change to dismantle all forms of gender discrimination if I'm not out there and being proud about it. And so for me, none of this is political. This is about being a humanitarian and being a human being and, and loving all humans and really standing up and supporting each other and women in particular. Like, I know this is a simplistic view, but if all women would literally unconditionally support each other tomorrow. We yes. would rule the world and the world would yes. be a better place. Yes. And we need, we need to unpack all this crap that we have been taught. It's not one job that we're all fighting for. Let's break through the goddamn door and create our own tables and do what you're doing, do what I'm doing. And being really conscious and intentional, every one of my vendors is women-owned, including changing my merchant services provider to, you know, to stacks by fat merchants. So, I mean, for me, somebody said, well, now you have enough of these vendors. Now you can, you know, hire some companies by men. And I said, well, no. I mean, I, you know, I, I think about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She said, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court. And she said, when there are nine, because there were always, there was nine men. And so for me, I am going to be intentional and conscious about all my vendors being women owned. And I'm really proud of that because I want to elevate women and inspire change. And I know we can do that through a bottle of wine, through a glass of wine and through supporting each other. I love it. And man, this is like speaking to my soul right now. And I know that the audience listening here feels exactly the same way. And now we get to do what we love and drink incredible wine and do it through Teneral Cellars. So I'd love yes. for you to kind of share with us how we can get access to Teneral. I know you've got a special code for CEO school. So I'd love to share that. I have your subscription. I'm not even just saying this as a, like obviously supporting the mission, but also just the incredible wine that you've created. I, I am just floored at the price point of the wine and the caliber of wine. And you all know that I know my wine. And so yes, she does. it's just, it's, it is literally just a professional taster, right? That's the next thing I'm adding. Please LinkedIn endorse me if there was a professional. I, I will. I will for sure. Yeah. I think you've put in Let's, enough hours that you qualify as an expert. <laughs> I do. I do. And so tell us a little bit about Teneral Cellars, how we can be part of this movement there's three things that come to mind. One is just go on the website and, you know, put your email in there so you can get our emails and you know what we're doing. Cause we do a lot of educating. I just wrote a blog. I think we were posting today that, you know, the Stonewall Inn literally just is all the staff in the bar in New York. We're literally on the curbside today, pouring out all Anheuser-Busch products because they, they are putting their money where their mouth is. And while they say they are supportive of all communities, they literally are backing politicians that are trying to remove rights for transgender and LGBTQ plus. So we're, we're also just educating so people know, you know, can use their dollars in purchasing power. So sign up for the newsletter. Two is we have a, you know, we have our swarm club and our swarm club is a way for you to be part of this movement where every purchase is with purpose and every quarter you can get a, you know, our, our club releases on the different themes and know that when you 
do get your, your, um, your delivery, that you're also supporting the great charities that we're um, supporting. Um, and three is if you are a business owner, we do a lot of virtual tastings. We're even doing new um, diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings that are fun, that allow people to learn how they're showing up in the world, but they're wine experiences because, again, we're figuring out unique, fun ways to bring great experiences to corporations so that it's not dry and people don't feel like they're in a safe space to open up. So visit us at Tenoral Cellars, see what we're about, but we're about doing this all year round. And I think all of us have the power of our dollars and the companies that we support and why not do it where it's, uh, you know, every purchase is with purpose. Oh, I love it. And I think uh, literally there is an amazing code. It's CEO school 20 uh, for 20% off of your, of your love is love collection. And uh, we all need to have some Teneral wine in our cellars um, and open this bottle knowing that there's such a beautiful mission around it. And the swarm, I'm so excited um, about the swarm and the conversations that you're having. I think what you're doing is so beautiful and breaking that, that old school tradition of how wine has been tasted, done, bought, and creating this absolutely new, not only space in the category that you're doing, but you're doing it through a digital platform, which you know, that's my love language. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. I, and there's so much, there's like literally unlimited scale, right? Like you cracked, this is yeah. a super scalable business compared to how many people can you actually ever fit or tour in your mind. That is correct. The other thing, Sanira, I mean, think about this. So everybody knows about the butterfly effect, but we're thinking about the dragonfly effect, right? So the swarm mm. is if everyone on this zoom right now took one action today to either share something like in our current release, share something about the history of pride, share something about standing up for equality and justice for all love, you know, took one action that collective group is that dragonfly effect. And that's how we're going to make real impact. Um, so whether it's the donations, whether it's an act of, you know, making a difference, we can make a difference together. And that's really what our swarm is about and why we know that what, what great can't happen when women come together and believe in something and take action for a common goal. I love it. And I'm so just proud to be your friend and also now a founding member of yes. uh, Teneral Sellers as uh, our newest investment uh, for my investment. Group. I, yes, cheers to that. I'm very, very excited about that. And lastly, before, I know we're a little over time, but I do want to unpack this three minds principle that you ah, gave yes. us because honestly, it's the first that I've heard ever shared that way. And I've, I always, I always talk about it. We always talk about it. Facts plus gut, facts plus gut. And you're so right that we all have three brains. And I think one of the powers that we have as women is that we're actually more in tune with all, with our heart and our gut and our mind compared to our male counterparts who sometimes don't have those natural empathetic frequencies that literally flow. We flow just yes. differently, naturally, like, you know, biologically we flow differently. Our heart and our, our mind and everything is connected differently because we're nurturers, because we're, we're mothers, because we're just empathetic creatures. And so talk to me about this three part thinking principle that you have, because I think this needs to be part of your book when, when that comes out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. One of our advisors, Dr. Brenda Wade, who's on our advisory board and she's, you know, she's studied the brain, you know, for years, she's a holistic psychologist and she talks a lot about this. And, um, 
you know, for, for all of us, we need to have that body, mind, emotion, and spiritual connection. And it all has to be flowing. And most often, we, we're flowing great in one spot or two spots, and then the other two are suffering. But I think if we honestly, if all of us just take a second and think about how many times our brain says something, our gut says something, and, or our gut and our heart, and then we don't listen to the gut and the heart, but then we'll come back as hindsight and say, I knew I was right, but I let, you know, Joe told me to do this and I, I went in, you know, a different direction. And I think for us to really step into our greatness and operate in our greatness, we have to have those aligned. To your point, we know our gut is right. We know our heart is right, but often we will shut it down and turn it off to maybe appease someone, to please someone, to, to fit a mold that we think we're supposed to be. But if we're really going to be true to ourselves, true to our passion and our purpose and and operate in our greatness, those have to be in alignment. And, and I know everyone here knows what I mean because you feel it. And I think it is about feeling it and knowing. Um, and, and I think if we listen to those, we also find that purposeful work in our life because I don't separate my work in my home life and my friends because it's all intertwined. I've literally created you know, an opportunity for me to live my best life. Um, and that all combines in everything I do. And so for that, I have to be aligned in all three, three of my brains. And so I, all I would say to all of you listening is get in touch with that and listen to your heart more and listen to your gut more. If you are currently only listening to your head brain, but it's, it's really important to align all three of those to truly operate in your greatness. I love it. And I couldn't agree with that more. And with that today, thank you, Jill, for sharing such a wonderful session with us today. I know we all got so much out of it and we can't wait to continue to support your journey. And we can't wait to support the mission that you've really created around this. And so cheers to that and cheers to cheers. you today. Thank you, Jill. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us at CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration, and exclusive behind the scenes that you won't find anywhere else. We also have an absolutely incredible resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learned building million dollar businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you absolutely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast, why you love the show, screenshot the review, and email it to hello at ceoschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way.